Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. Father, thank you for uh, this, this day. Thank you for just allowing me to be able to speak your word. Uh, Lord, I just ask that you would just um, let the words that come out my mouth be able to um, be understood and, and be able to uh, be portrayed in a way that uh, would, uh, would touch um, everyone in here, if not everyone, at least that one that needs to be hearing it. Lord, uh, we thank you for today. In your name we pray, amen. So I do want to give you a little, little uh, precursor here. Um, my birthday was March 31st, which was, what, three days, four days ago? Um, you know, birthdays are supposed to be amazing. Um, but uh, Satan knew what, I, what I'm doing today. Um, and he tried to, um, tried to get me discouraged. So I'll, I'll just let you know how my day went. So, you know, the uh, first part of the day was great. Um, boss took me out for lunch. It was awesome. Um, uh, another boss brought me donuts. Great. I get done with, um, with work, and I walk out to my car. My car is dead. Like, it won't turn on. Now, I don't know if any of you have push-button cars or not. Um, my key fob does not have a key. My doors don't have a door lock to where you can take the key and unlock the key, uh, unlock the door. So I'm pushing the button and pushing the button and pushing the button thinking, okay, one of these times, hopefully electrical shock will actually happen and it will actually open. It never did. So finally, after about, I wouldn't say never did, after about the 30th time of pushing the, one of the four buttons that are on there, um, the back hatch opened, so I was able to get in and unlock the door. <laughs> Amazing that I had to crawl through the, the, the car to unlock it. Luckily, somebody was pulling out at the, at the same time and seen me struggling, so um, he um, gave me a jump, and along I went, so it was good after that. I get home, and Holly's down here with Josh and Amber. Um, it was staff meeting day on Thursday. So she was down here, and I got off a little early, uh, again, because of my birthday. It was, you know, I guess that's what I'm saying it was. <laughs> so, so I get in here, and I, um, I, you know, they finished up, and we're going back home, and I'm taking Will and Holly back. And I go to try to get in the front door um, at the house. Um, it's unlocked, but I can't get in. The door handle will not will not let me in. Like, I am trying my darndest to get in this door. And finally, um, I uh, just used a little force. <laughs> um, so I did, I did get in, and needless to, to say, I, after, instead of relaxing that night, I ended up fixing a door frame um, and going to get a new uh, door handle. So, so um, with all, all that being said, that, that tells you kind of pretty much how my, how my evening went on my birthday. So I, I'm just letting you guys know that Satan does not want somebody in here 
to hear what I have to say because he was trying to decipher or trying to confuse me, get me all flustered and all that stuff. So um, I just want you guys to, to listen. Now, like I said, I am nervous and I'm going to try to portray this the way it's supposed to be. And that's why I prayed about Jesus being, God, come on, because I need him, you know? So anyways, so um, what I, uh, the title, what I've, what I've uh, titled is Trusting God Through uh, When Tragedy Comes. Um, there's a couple people in the Bible that I think about when I, I think of tragedy and how they um, portrayed the tragedy through, or how they went through the tragedy. And um, one is actually Job. And uh, Job, as most of you know, um, I'm going to just read this. That way I can kind of. So Job, um, in Job 1, it talks about how uh, uh, he was a blameless, upright, he feared God and shunned evil. Uh, He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was a great man among all the people of the East. So you see, Job was, was a very, I would say, inf- influential man because he had, I mean, how they portrayed money back then was how, many, how much livestock you had, how big your family was. Um, so Job, as you see, it says he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Um, we all know, you know, the testing that Job ended up having. And I'm going to go through it here um, in Job 13. It says, Job, uh, on one day when Job's son and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby. And the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell on the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you this. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chileads, I'm, I'm, I don't know, anyways, formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck all four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are all dead. And now I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you this. Now, as you see, he had several, several things that were tragic in his life that, that happened in a short period of time. Kind of like what I did. I mean, it's not as bad, <laughs> but if I felt that. <laughs> um, but what did Job do in the, in the midst of this? It says, at this, as I, as I read on, it says, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, 
Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave me, and the Lord will take, has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. So as you see, how Job dealt with it was, I mean, I would say it was pretty amazing. I don't know how many of us would be able to do that. Um, sorry, a dry mouth, nerves. So life, life can be, um, it can be amazing, it can be funny, it can be um, unpredictable. You have so many up and ups and downs with life. Um, and it can be unexpected, like a lot of things can be unexpected. Um, during these unexpected life moments, there always comes a lot of questions like, why did this happen? You know, what are we going to do now? And God, where are you? Um, these are the moments that, that our, our trust in God is prevalent. This, these are the moments that, that God, that I feel like that we um, can almost tangibly feel God if we, if we, in, if we do the, the things that we need to do. Um, I personally have had uh, multiple things in my life, and I'm, uh, I'm assuming a lot of you guys have had multiple things in your life that have happened. Uh, tragedies strike every, every one of us. Uh, death, you know, just stupid things that happen. <laughs> That's what I call them. <laughs> um, so, but... Um, I, I think back, in, you know, my life, I, I'll start way back when, 1977, when I was born in March. Um, my biological dad, um, I didn't know him, obviously. I was nine months old, but he was on his way home from work and fell asleep at the wheel and crashed his Jeep, rolled his Jeep. Ended up being in a coma from from. November, like right before Thanksgiving, and ended up passing away in December. So I didn't really get to know him at all. Um, my, I was still, you know, my grandmother and grandfather were there, so I got to, you know, learn about him through them. And, um, um, you know, how I looked like him and all that stuff, but, you know, I didn't really know who he was. Fast forward to 2001. Um, my mom has been remarried for a while, um, and then, um, me and Holly got married in 97, so our first child, Noah, was born in 2001, in March also, and then later on in that year, um, my wife was actually working for, um, Sunbelt Rentals, thank you, couldn't, couldn't remember. Sunbelt Rentals, and um, I was working for our church as a maintenance man. And, um, of course, Sunbelt, they, they deliver equipment to all over. And one of the truck drivers had come back 
from a delivery and had um, started explaining a wreck that had happened um, along a county road and close to Rushville. That's where I grew up was Rushville. Um, and started explaining the vehicles that were involved. And obviously, Holly was trying to get uh, more description of the vehicles. And um, she started feeling, feeling like, okay, I need to get my, give my, my mom and dad a call. And of course, this was a time where cell phones weren't prevalent. <laughs> they were just now coming out and just now um, you know, being heard of, basically, I guess. So, phone call after phone call, voicemail after voicemail, no, no answer, no nothing, no, no, no nothing. And we started feeling pretty, I felt like the Lord was telling us, okay, you know, something is wrong, or I, I don't know if that, I don't know. I, I just, we just felt like something was wrong. So, we get back to our house, and uh, we had decided to, I think, go over to her mom and dad's house, I believe, and... Uh, state police, we had been trying to get a hold of state police, the police and all that stuff, so state police ended up calling, and, you know, I'm sorry to say, but you're, you're, both your parents are, are passed away, uh, and they were in a car accident. A um, uh, 16-year-old had went off and overcorrected and went head-on into them uh, on a county road. A uh, half mile away from my, where my biological dad actually passed away and wrecked. Um, was this accident. So needless to say, anytime I get a chance to go on that road, I, I try to. <laughs> I try to defy the odds. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Um, so here we go. We're going, you know, we've been through all this. We have our first kid that we had in March. August happens. Um, you know, it you know, it's just, um, uh, it's hard to um, comprehend what you're going to be able to do, what you're going to do when you hear the news, and you're going to, you know, what's happening. So all these questions were asked that I just said, you know, like, what are we going to do now? Like, mom and dad are gone, you know? Like, where's God in all this? I've been, we've been following God for so many years, what, you know, what's, you know, what's the deal? Like, you know, what did I do? Or, you know, what is there, you know? And, um, so anyways, where are we at? All right. So we were, like I said, we were totally lost, out of control. We didn't, I really didn't know, like, my own life. I didn't know, you know, what to, what to think. Uh, you know, at first it was, you know, is it real? I mean, you know, is it truly real? Like, did it, did it really happen? Like, I don't know. So, in so many moments, you feel like during tragedy, you feel small. You feel like, you know, there's nothing that you can do. Um, you feel like, you know, you're, you, you actually see how big the world is, really. You know, everything's still moving around in, on the outside, but you have, like, totally stopped you're you know everything that that is you boom <laughs> and uh, so I'm not trying to make this like very I mean it's kind of hard not to but I guess as as 
try to make this as lighthearted as I can, you know? This is, this is obviously something that the Lord is, you know, wanting you guys to hear, so sorry. <laughs> so how, do we, how can we learn from, to trust God during tragedy? I think there are a few things that, that are important to keep our hearts and minds prepared for hard times. Number one is uh, spending time with Jesus and his word. One of the best times to spend, um, one of the best ways to spend time with Jesus is in prayer, obviously. And um, I feel like doing that will bring, it brings peace. Um, He he brings you comfort um, in the middle of all the difficult things that that you'll deal with. Uh, Isaiah 41.10 says that, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Psalms 34, 17 says, The righteous cry out, and the the Lord hears and delivers them out of the troubles. In these scriptures, he says, He will strengthen you and help us. He will deliver us. From any trouble. <clears throat> now I will I will say that this doesn't mean that all bad all things, all the bad things um, won't, won't ever happen, because obviously they will. Um, God will bring bring us peace and rest through, and strength through all these all these situations. The very next verse in Psalms says that He is near to those who have a broken heart. So, I know we have all felt the feeling of broken heart, and um, but God is there, and God will uh, strengthen you. He he will he will help you through those those tragic times, those those times of of need. Says so we we have to know that what it sounds like when we when He speaks and is giving us direction. And how do we do that? Is by being um, intentional, being alone with him, being uh, in prayer, you know, seeking him every day. Um, number two, um, yeah, number two is reach out to your trusted people, your tribe, your community. And uh, something that <laughs> me and Holly, uh, your God squad. <laughs> It's kind of fun. Anyways, <laughs> so, um, so like during this time is um, when, you know, my parents passed, there was a lot of, um, you know, things going on up here. Um, and working for the church was pretty amazing um, because I had a lot of people that were on staff with me that... Uh, that helped me. Um, one in particular is Paul. Uh, Paul is, um, uh, <laughs> I want to say like my rock through that, um, even though my wife was, you know, is helping along the way, but it's, you know, it's you, being married and newly, not really newly married, but young married, um, you want to be, as a man, you want to be uh, that strong person for your wife. And it's hard to 
go through something like that and uh, as a man show your emotions um, I, it sounds weird and when you go through it in, in my head that's kind of what I was doing I was trying to be strong um, but anyways I digress so <laughs> so literally I am I am very thankful for Paul I am thankful for um, you know him speaking life and into me him um, being that voice that I can I can bounce things off of even if I didn't have really anything to say I was able to just sit and listen or you know just be there you know so but you have to you have to know that not everybody is is um, able to be in this small group that you you will have um, there's there's only certain people that can be that you that God will put in your in your in your life that will um, allow you to uh, bounce things off of and actually get true feedback from the Lord you know in that sense um, and it's okay that you know not everybody is allowed in there <laughs> some people want to be <laughs> and uh, but anyways so um, in Proverbs 19:20, it says, "Listen to counsel and receive instructions, that you may be wise in your later days." Proverbs 13:14 says, "The instructions of the wise is like life-giving fountain; those who accept it avoid the snares of death." So often we, we ugh, so often we uh, resist the hearing counsel from people we trust because. We are hurt, angry, or just stubborn. But here it is telling us that if we listen to wisdom and wise counsel, we have life and wisdom ourselves. I know that when hard times come, we need both of those things to be able to continue on. The third thing that I've I thought of is uh, honestly the the, I, I, is definitely the most important. As a, we want to follow the example of Jesus. What did he do prior to his death? He prayed and cried out to God for help. He asked God to take it from him. Matthew 26, 36 through 39 tells us that Jesus went with his disciples, his God squad, trusted people, um, to Gethsemane and asked them to keep watch while he prayed. As he prayed, he was in anguish during, during that time, and um, he was just, you know, the, the scripture says that, you know, he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, but he kept pursuing God in his prayer. Even though Jesus did exactly what needed to be done during this time, God did not take the hard things away. God does not bring us harm, but he does comfort us and teach us through the difficult times. Um, right now, uh, you know, we're definitely being taught with Holly's uh, breaking of her leg. <laughs> um, a lot, we're being taught a lot of new things, different ways of, of living life. Like there's a lot of um, different things that we have experienced now that... Um, He's, he's taught us and brought us through. There's, um, he wants us to, um, 
you know, whatever the outcome. So like, <laughs> I'm going off notes, sorry. So like, what, um, you know, the, the stuff that we've been dealing with uh, with Holly obviously isn't as big as what it was with my parents, but um, still when you love somebody and you go through something like this, it is a tragedy um, because there's a lot of things that I, I've had to do myself to, um, for better or worse, <laughs> let's, let's just go there. So that's, that, that is exactly what's been, what's been happening. Um, I've really found, found out who I am, um, in, in this to an extent, um, and um, it's been it's been a road. So, anyways, um, in First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen, it says the the temptations of in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the the temptations to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. In another translation, they take the way out as escape. Escape, in this word, it means an exodus. Trust in God's faithfulness is the way of, a, of a escape that can, gives us the power to overcome every, difficult, every difficulty we may experience. We are not told that every difficulty will be removed from our lives, but that God's grace provides an exit path, meaning a way of walk through the difficulty. So in conclusion, I want to, I want to say that uh, trust is a, definitely, a definite choice. It, um, no one forced to trust, no one's forced to trust God and that he is good. But the one thing I can say for, from my experience is that God is good and I know that I can trust in him. So I uh, challenge you guys to examine your heart and thoughts on, your tr on trust, on your trust in him. My gosh, sorry. Do you guys um, really trust him in, in the difficult situations? Um, do you trust yourself to, to brave through and face the, the, and pretend that you trust God and uh, he is in control? And that's the question I, I give you is like, do you really think that you can handle tragedy when it strikes? Do you really think you can? Because if you can, if you think you can, I'm telling you, when it happens, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have a different outlook. <laughs> So, um, so what steps can you take to trust him more and more? Trials will come. You will choose to lean in and trust him, or you will let your fears outweigh your goodness, outweigh the goodness of, of your heavenly father who wants to walk with you through the trials. Uh, Let's pray. 
Father, thank you for uh, just allowing me to, to give a little bit of my testimony. Father, I just ask that you just be with each and every person here that when it, it when and if a tragedy, tragedy strikes, that you um, are the one that they are um, looking towards, that you are the one they're, they're, they've been searching for. And during those uh, tragedy, that during that tragedy, those tragic times, Lord, that you are um, with them, that you guide them through, and you give them strength and, and peace through through those times. Lord, I thank you for again for this opportunity, and um, I thank you for just each and every person here. In your name, we pray. Amen.